0: Good evening, welcome back to another episode This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville Bienvenidos John Rosenberg Bienvenue John Rosenberg Live from Jacksonville Uh, Today we're going to talk about Shea Cabrera Fidel Castro's right-hand man Now Shea Cabrera, he's an Argentinian national national Who studied medicine in Mexico Uh, While studying medicine, he met Fidel Castro. During the 1950s, late 50s, that being said, the Western media, like I told you before, this is part three, uh, Fidel Castro and Bash part three, Che Guevara. Um, you know, there are a lot of those white Cubans. I'm gonna keep saying white Cubans, so so I can really drill in your head to see their position and uh, where they stand uh, on this on this guy. Che um, Guevara. he was a very smart guy. He was studying medicine. Uh, in Mexico. While studying in Mexico, he ran to Fidel Castro, who was trying to overthrow the Batista regime in uh, Cuba. Now, he was, uh, he was studying guerrilla welfare from Castro, and that's how he became part of it. Initially, he was not there to be part of it, but Castro gave him the rundown, you know, what was going on on the ground level, so he was really enlightened by what Castro was saying to him you know Castro was very charismatic do he speak you know he got major cojones and Che Guevara too have cojones too so he ended up joining the cuban uh re- revolution that being said he had a lot of bad opposition from the u.s government um plus yeah, i think from his homeland Argentina because at that time there was another dictator i'll do more research about him Uh, which America ended up getting, they they got rid of him also. Uh, There was another dictator out there in Argentina. Those of us us who were from Argentina know what I'm talking about. Che Guevara was killed by Bolivian um, guerrillas military, uh, which was uh, backed up by the CIA. Uh, Remember, they tried to kill him in Africa. They couldn't get a hold of him in Africa. And at that time, um, I think uh, Castro, I told him to stay low, stay low key. Um, Castro was going to c- come get him and, and put him in a, a private jet and have him flew into from Africa to uh, to Havana to Cuba but you know Che he was he was, a, he was militant um, he was very strong minded so he wanted to do things his way even though he was advised by Castro to lay low he end up and he end up in South America and he was tracked by the CIA and the Bolivian um, the Bolivian um, uh, police, um, uh, military, hunt, they hunt him down like a dog, and they finally find him in a abandoned building, and that's how they end up. Uh, he ended up getting executed. I remember they, they wanted to blindfold him. Um, he said, "No, I'm gonna die with my eyes open." So he took off the blindfold, and the, the general said, "Okay, uh, we stopped to the shoot him." He said, "Yeah, um, there was a CIA. Well, I think it was a Cuban national too." Remember, Cubans are very involved in those executions. Don't get it twisted. They are very involved. Like I told you, a lot of them have turned to secret operative, CIA operative, uh, for the U.S. government to go hunt um, uh, people that, that was against that work in the uh, um, Castro government. So that being said, they executed him. Uh, I remember there was a uh, there was one of the, the CIA, Cuban CIA, El Pendejo, Maricon. He took uh, he took Che uh, Guevara's right hand. He cut his hand off, and he put the, the skeleton in a glass case. Till today, he still have that in his position. He's a Cuban national in Miami. He used to work with the CIA, so he have Che Guevara hand in a glass skeleton in a glass case, which is demonic. I don't know why would you keep that as a trophy. That just show you how demonic these people are, how racist they are. So that being said, Che guevara he was a doctor. He was the one that was pushing the initiative for literacy in Cuba. Because at that time, he had an open discussion with the, uh, with, uh, Cuba, with, with, uh, Raul and the other um, revolutionaries. And he was telling them that the people must be educated. Because a lot, of, during the Batista regime, there was a lot of people that didn't know how to read and write. So then they, they created a national outcry where, they were going throughout the country, um, teaching people how to read and write, and consequently, fast forward today, that's why you see most people on the island of Cuba know how to read and write. That was Che Guevara' initiative, um, pushed by Fidel Castro, because he said that they must have universal healthcare. He was pushing for universal healthcare. He was pushing for literacy in the island, so that was that's why they, 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 he was a very he was very prominent in those things. Uh, during the 50s and the 60s. Now, <clears throat> he became a martyr because a lot of people look to him. A lot of people look up to him because he was so prominent in the, in the Revolutionary war uh, uh, uprising in Cuba. And even in South America, he was revered as a, as a great leader. In Africa, when he went to Africa, Uganda, when he went to um, South Africa, he was revered as a great leader. And the Western media, the Western America in England, they didn't like that stuff. They didn't like the, to have a, a, a person that caliber with so much power. And Castro himself was very revered as a great leader. Um, he had major cojones. Cojones mean balls. He had major balls. So him and Sheriff Cavara, they had major balls. They didn't back down for nobody. They stood in their principal. Now this is what I'm saying, you have to be objective here. I didn't know those guys because i wasn't born that time you see i was born in the 70s i'm a 70s baby mid-70s baby i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna give you the exact year that's my personal information but what i'm saying is i was born in the mid-70s those of us who were born in the 70s were not aware of shell Carvera until jay-z started wearing the shirts and when jay-z put uh, his name in his rap he he caught fire and I, I remember there was some backlash from those white cubans in miami they was like, "Oh, why Jay Z glorifying a murderer? Why Jay Z glorify a thug?" That's how they look at Chef Cavar as a thug and a murderer. But what they failed to realize, Batista El Pendejo, Maricon, I'm, I'm gonna keep saying that because Batista, he was very, his, he his regime was very oppressive towards the C- C- Cuban people, especially the black people there, and those poor white Cubans that was living in the island. they, were, they, they was killing them. And those students who were protesting against the, the government, they got executed in a public space. You can go see the video on YouTube. The, the videos are right there on YouTube. You can look at, you can go look at it yourself to, to show and prove. Don't take my word for it. You can go look at those videos on YouTube. They will show you where those people are being executed on the street by Batista policemen, Batista military men, you know, shooting people randomly. So... Cause since, cause I remember he got re-elected. he he took power twice. The first time he took power, he was took power from 1940 to 1944. Then he would take power again 1952 to 1959. And those years, between, between that seven seven year window, he uh, assass- he killed over 20,000 people. Like I said in the last podcast, he killed over 20,000 people. That's a lot of people, man. Twenty thousand people is not twenty people. That's twenty thousand. That's a lot of people he murdered. I'm talking about students, uh, political officials, uh, businessmen. I mean anybody that opposed him, you would be executed in the public square. You'd be killed, or they'll they put you in jail for life. So that's what Batista was doing. That's why when Fidel Castro became in power, he got rid of his. He got he got he killed. He returned the same favor to him. He said, well, how you like them apples? I'm gonna start killing your people. And that's why a lot of those white Cubans, they didn't want to negotiate with Castro. So they had to flee the island. They ended up going to South South uh, uh, some of them go to South America. Most of them came to America. They came to Miami Beach, uh, Central uh, Florida. That's where most of them reside. And a lot of them came from money. So don't, don't make them don't let them lie to you, say they came from poor circumstances. No, they came from money. They came from upper class, middle class Cubans, so they came here with money, with education, so they was not struggling, and they were Caucasian, so they were easy to integrate to uh, American society. Unlike those black Cubans who came in the 80s, who had a hard time getting again uh, uh, integrated into American society. That's a that's the that's the big difference. Back to Che Guevara. Che was a man of principle, he stood, he stood for what he believed in. Uh, whether you like his ideology or not, uh, his political stance, that's irrelevant. The men have, he had cojones, he had he got big cojones. So he stood for what he believed in. And that's what I like, that's what I take away from him. Anybody that stood on the principle, that's who you respect, whether you mean life or death, that's a man you respect, men or women. Who stood on their principles? He didn't waver. He didn't back down from nobody. So even though he was advised by Castro to lay low in Africa, he ended up going because he told oh, Castro the war is not over. He don't like what America was doing in South America, especially in Panama, in Guatemala, in Colombia, all those stuff. Those covert covert or the covert operation that the U.S. military was doing over there, killing people over there. He was against that, and plus what they were doing in Africa, the French and the Belgium and, and the English, what they were doing in Africa, in the Congos, and uh, uh, in South Africa, the apartheid re- regime, and that which they, he was a part of, he was fighting against apartheid. He was helping um, Nelson Mandela to get rid of those uh, Africans over there, those Dutchess, those racist Dutchess out there. So he was very prominent in those things, and the U.S. government, they would try to kill him. They, they, they put CIA everywhere looking for him. To They was hunting him like a dog. So he was being hunted everywhere he was going. He They hunted him in Africa. They couldn't get him in Africa because he was well protected in Africa. But once he came to the Americas and in Bolivia, he ended up in, he ended up in Bolivia because he went out of money. And then at that time, from according to report, he couldn't get a hold of Castro. Because I think it's, he had a phone, a cell phone, whatever it is. Every time he called Castro, Castro didn't answer the phone. And he ended up, you know, living in the jungle in Bolivia. So by living, you know, when you live in the jungle, you're just eating whatever you can get. He was starving. So he was looking for places to lay his head. And that's how he was chased down. He was hunted down by the Bolivian military. And then with the CIA, he was, they executed him. And the person that executed him, um, that gave the order, was a, was a, a Cuban national uh, with, the, uh, he was a CIA operative. He's the one that speaks to him in Spanish. Well, they all speak Spanish uh, over there. So what they was asking, him, um, they was gonna blindfold him like I said earlier. He said, no, I wanna see you guys shoot me. You can shoot me straight in my head with my eye open. So they take the blindfold off and they shot him in his head a couple of times in his chest, and he, he he died right there. They dragged the body, and they end up cutting his hand. Like I told you before, the Cuban CIA operative still have his hand in a glass case, according to report. He was bragging about it. So those guys are very demonic. They don't care about the people, and anybody that stood for the people, that's why I, you have to speak about those things, because the Western media, they like to give you one-sided point of view. They never give you the whole thing. They don't only give you the whole enchilada. They give you half, they give you a, a fraction of what of, of the truth. And you have to go back and look for the truth to get a better understanding where they're coming from. Those of us who are millennials, those of us who are in our 30s, most of us don't know about Sheikh Kavara, Unless you're in your 40s like myself or your late 50s, you might know about him. Especially if you grew up in the Spanish uh, community. You may not, you may not, you may have heard of him. Uh, most of us who are in South Florida have heard of Che Guevara. Because if you're Cuban or Colombian, you heard about him. Uh, because he was very prominent during the 60s with Castro. He was Castro a right-hand man. So he cut a lot of flight for Castro. There's some other things he disagreed with Castro. Uh, I, I come to find out when I was watching the documentary, there was something that he didn't really like what Castro was doing, vice versa. There was something that he was doing, Castro didn't sign off on it. Uh, when Kashi had told him to lay low in Africa, he went against the grain, he came back to the Americas. That ended up, that's how he ended up getting killed. Because Castro was gonna fly, fly him in from Africa to Cuba. But he wanted to go on his own and do his own thing, be his own man, which is cool with me. But, you know, they was after him because Castro had told him that he knew that, that America was looking for him, uh, the, the whole world was looking for him. But particularly the US government, they was after him because they wanted to get rid of him. And they wanted to make an example out of him too, so they wanted to make an example out of him, and you know because they didn't want another Che uh, Carrera and another Fidel Castro rise up in the ranks, especially in the South, Central America and South America, they didn't want that to happen. So that was a very th- a very powerful thing to see those two men, very prominent men at the, at their prime, and how they run the country. And that's why that, that's what that was uh, so captivating to watch that on TV and to read that in the books because those guys, they were very prominent. They stood on their principle, whether you like them or not, whether you like their ideology, their political stance, hey, that's irrelevant. But one thing you cannot say, they, they were not suckers. They were not coons. They didn't back down from the power structure. They stood up. You know, they stood up to America. They stood up to England. They stood up to Spain, España, those of us who speak Spanish. So they stood up to those countries. And that's how they end up joining the Soviet Union, because the Soviet Union was neutral. And that was, the, that was not the original plan. I keep telling you guys that that was not the original plan. Castro never was, was not thinking about the Soviet when he first um, overthrew the government. That was not his idea. His idea was to have a fair Cuba where everybody can have health care, free education, free housing. So you know that was going to be a backlash with the elites in that country. Especially those white Cubans and those white Americans that that reside there, they they was not going for that. They they didn't want to share the profit. You you see, they didn't want to share the wealth. You know, even though they they own seventy percent of the the aerial land, the 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 land, so they they didn't want to share the wealth with the people. So consequently, they end up leaving the country, going to Spain. A lot of them came to America, particularly Florida south florida primarily so they reside there so that's why a lot of them when you talk about shea Guevara, you'll talk about castro you see they turn they turn red they turn they turn red or they will give you especially the older one the younger one they they don't know the whole story they will say they'll say i don't know but the if they're in the 50s and the 60s especially if they're in the 60s they really don't they will turn red on you because they they know that especially those that was opposed to those guys they don't like Che Carvera if mean, if you were in a t-shirt with Che Carvera and you' walk, walk into those Cuban restaurants they're gonna give you the snake eye watch and see they going give you a snake eye they're gonna look at you weird like what the hell is this Pinel doing here with this this t-shirt on because they have a hatred for him just like they have a hatred for Castro just like if you wear a Castro t-shirt on your you go to those a Cuban restaurant or any Cuban uh, neighborhood, they see that Castro a uh, for, for, uh, picture on your T-shirt, they will turn fucking red. They will give you the side, the, the snake eyes. You will see it coming. They will give you the side. They will give you the snake eyes. So you have to understand those people' mindset. That's why, when when Castro died, when Fidel uh, Castro died too, they were happy. They were celebrating. They were popping bottles. <laughs> those of us when they caught them in, in the in the late 60s, early 70s. They were happy as hell. They was like, yeah, we got that Pendejo. We got him. Yeah, America was happy. There was those white Cubans in Miami were happy. They were happy. Because remember, they try to take over the island. I don't think they'll be successful anymore because now the people are waking up now. The people are know more what's, what took place. So it's going to be hard for them to take over the island. And if they do take the island, they have to do 50-50 on it. But that's why they try to undermine the, the, the Raul right now. They try to overthrow Raul. Uh, they try to undermine his government. So you know they they, they they on the standby to take over because now they got more money than ever because all those businesses they have in South Florida, they have accumulated billions of dollars now. Now they have enough money to go back and build hotels and casinos and do the same shit they were doing in the 40s and the 50s. Let the mafia come in and do what he want to do. I told you guys before, Cuba was the first Las Vegas. Those of us who go to Las Vegas may be aware of that. Or may not be aware of that. But if you if you grew up in Cuba in the 60s and the 50s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So those white Cubans, that's what that's how they want things to be. They want to control all the wealth of the country. They want to make, they want to bring America in or other country in and control the wealth of that island while the, the, the average Cuban suffered. Now See, that's why I like to talk to the black Cubans. The black Cubans, they're very unbiased when they talk about Che Guevara, when they're talking about Castro. They tell the truth. They say, listen, I didn't like everything about Castro, but he did love the people. He did the best he could. Now, he should not be a dictator. He should have stepped down and let somebody rule. But the pressure, he was under tremendous pressure, particularly from America, from the U.S. government and uh, Spain. Those countries, and even England, they, they'll put a lot of pressure on him to, to, to step down. But he won't waver. He won't back down. They tried, and nothing that frustrated America, They all the assassination attempt that they, they tried to kill um, Castro, they was unsuccessful. They fell miserably. So therefore, they were frustrated with Castro because they couldn't get him. He was incognito. They couldn't get him. You know, what I'm saying he was like he fucking camouflage. You know, what I mean he was like a uh, what's that animal? Um, I forget the name of the animal. He, he was like he, they couldn't get him. You know, they tried to kill him with the they would try to put bomb in his shoes, bomb in his freaking um, cigar. They try to poison his, his you know, his, his, his food. They tried all avenues to assassinate Castro. They fell miserably. And that frustrated white cubans in miami who were most of them were a cia operative um, trying to overthrow the government and you have a lot of uh, you have a lot of u.s go, uh, officials here in america who were pissed off by castro because they still want to go back and control all the 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 sugar canes and the oil business over there the land they wanted to control That's like they're doing puerto rico you see what's going on in puerto rico it's the same exact thing it might be different but it's the same principles it's the same thing they're doing in Puerto Rico. You see how Puerto Rico now, they, they file for bankrupt. The, the island's bankrupt because of U.S. policies. The U.S. want to control all the wealth on Puerto Rico. They don't want Puerto Rico to produce their own stuff. So they want to import stuff to Puerto Rico. They, they don't want Puerto Rico to export stuff out of the island. They want to import. If you keep importing stuff to one country, that country will fail. Because that country is going to be crippled. You have to be able to export stuff to other countries, and that's why they did with Puerto Rico right now. That's why Puerto Rico right now they're in the red. I think they're about twenty billion dollars in red. In the red, so like I said, um, you have to know the history, and history teaches that if you don't know what if you don't know what happened in the past, you will never know what happened in the future. You must know what happened in the past to understand what's going to transpire in the future. Che Cavera was one of the greatest leaders we ever had. And he was very militant. He stood his ground. He stood his principle. He never wavered. He never backed down from any, anybody. So he had major cojones. So those white Cubans in Miami, they say, oh, Che Guevara, El Pendejo, Manicón. That's what they would say about him. You have a few of them. Now, if you talk to the black Cubans, they love Chef Guevara. They, they love him because they, they, they love what he stood for. Even though that's, that you see, in life, things change in life. Even though he wanted to be a medical doctor, you know his faith changed when he met when he met Castro in Mexico, Mexico City, precisely. So when he met Castro in Mexico City, his faith changed. His whole life changed. He went from a medical doctor to a militant leader. So in life, things change. Things change sometimes, you know. And Che Guevara. Like I said, whether you like him or not, he's an Argentinian national. Whether you like him or not, you cannot deny his leadership. You cannot deny his principles. He never wavered. He never backed down. Adios. One love. Au revoir. Ciao. Bye-bye.